Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible, possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we've got Jennifer Simpson on with us um, from HDSA, and we're going to be talking about the HD Parity Act uh, for 2021. And um, so, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. This is wonderful. And we've known each other a really, really long time. But if you could just tell a little bit about yourself for people who do not know who you are. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, we go back a minute. Um, So I am, my name is Jennifer Simpson. I work for the Huntington's Disease Society of America, and I am now the Assistant Director of Using Community Services. Uh, I started back at HDSA about six years ago, um, and that was when I was really lucky enough to to get to meet so many people in this unbelievable community, Um, and I've just never looked back. So let me ask, too, this is a question I ask everybody who comes on that's professional. Um, Why Huntington's? Why did you get involved with Huntington's? Very good question. Um, so before my life with the with HGSA, I had been working in domestic violence, and I've been doing um, a lot of really sort of intensive individual case management, individual therapy, group therapy with uh, victims of domestic violence who were in emergency shelters. And at the time, I thought, you know, maybe it would be great to get into get into something that was a little bit um, at the time, I was thinking, oh, this might be a little bit less less intense. Um, and then I started to learn about HD, and I could not, I couldn't step away. Um, I had a relative who had died of early onset Alzheimer's, so I kind of knew what the impact of some of the cognitive impacts of a disease like HD would be. Obviously, you know, and then started learning more and more about HD. Met folks who were at risk, met folks who had tested positive but weren't symptomatic yet, met folks who were symptomatic and just it, you kind of couldn't couldn't step away after that. Totally get it. Um, you know, I hear it a lot that people can't seem to step away once they get involved with HD families. So let's yeah. um let's talk about the HD Parity Act. Um so the most recent the recent version of it was introduced. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? It was introduced this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. So so one of the pieces under kind of my, my umbrella at HDSA is advocacy work, and that's really advocacy on the federal level. And one of the biggest pieces that we're working on is the AC Parity Act, like you mentioned. It's been an issue that we've been trying to get resolved for I think this is the 12th year now that we've that we're working on um, this issue. So the AC Parity Act is a really simple bill. 
Um, it's changed a little bit over the years as we've had some things that have progressed and things that we were able to get done outside of legislation. But every two years, how Congress works, every two years you have to reintroduce this bill and kind of start from scratch. So every two years, you the clock resets. It's a you know a blank slate, and you have to start all your efforts over again to get a bill passed, which can feel really frustrating, especially if by about you know the eleventh hour of year two, you feel like you really got momentum, things are going, and then you start over. Um, but what we are doing this year, uh, and why we're really actually really excited this year uh, in this Congress is that there was something that happened at the end of 2020, which really got us excited. Um, at the very end of 2020, a little bill passed for the ALS community um, who in previous years had had a waiver put in place for folks who were on SSDI or Social Security Disability Insurance. That meant that they didn't have to wait two years to access Medicare. Now what, they, what happened at the end of 2020 was there another little bill was passed to waive the remaining five month benefit waiting period for folks uh, with ALS who are on SSDI. So now that meant that as soon, if you have ALS, as soon as you are, uh, as your application for SSDI is approved, all your benefits kick in. Financial benefits, your Medicare medical benefit, boom, you get all of it. Um, and that's exciting for us because that's pretty much exactly what the HD Parity Act has been trying to do. Um, so over the previous Congress, we had adjusted our bill and it was just asking to waive that two-year Medicare waiting period that folks with Huntington's disease currently have to experience when they're approved for SSDI. Benefits that they've paid into their whole working lives, right? They then have to wait two years to be able to access their medical benefits through Medicare. We want that to change. We want a person who is impacted by HD as soon as they are um, approved as their, their disability benefit is approved that they get access to Medicare right away. So we, after that, we also amended the bill for this Congress. Uh, it was introduced, I think, March of this year in this uh, 117th Congress to also waive that five-month benefit waiting period for folks with HD. So what it would mean, what if passed, is that for folks who are applying for SSDI or who are in the in our application process that once your application is approved, all your benefits kick in immediately. No waiting periods whatsoever. And the reason that we think this is so important is because folks with HD and their families don't have two years to wait. They don't have two years to go without insurance. They don't have two years to not be able to see their neurologist, two years to not be able to see their, to not be able to see a psychiatrist, to not see an OT, to not see a PT, um, to not see a speech therapist, uh, or a speech and language therapist. That's just not time that folks with HD can waste. And we also know that within those two years, other things can happen, right? If you go two years without insurance, not as though HD is for a lot of families is going to be the only thing that they're dealing with. You know, you could also have a stroke. You could be in a terrible car accident. You could, um, you know, you could have also have unmanaged diabetes. It, there are so many things that could happen that could make your life or the life of someone with HD so much, un, so much worse unnecessarily because there's this arbitrary two-year waiting period that the government has imposed for folks uh, applying for SSDA. So the reason we're excited is because this little bill for ALS went through, it gives us a window of opportunity to say, wow, isn't it amazing that you guys were able to see it Sometimes disease-specific problems have disease-specific solutions. Guess what? You know, folks with HD have the same problem. And folks with HD have been trying to do this now for 12 years. And we're, you know, for the most part, we're the only ones really asking for these kinds of waivers. 
So now it's our turn. Um, and one of the pieces behind that is getting folks engaged, um, which has also been a huge thing that we've been pushing for in the past couple of months. What do you mean by that, by getting folks engaged? Is it getting people to go, you know, I, I think everybody tends to think if you want to become an advocate, you have to actually go to Washington, D.C. and do something, but that's not what you mean. That's not the only way to advocate. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Being an advocate is really broad, right? And it's whatever way that you are able or comfortable to advocate. You know, for some people, being incredibly public on social media about HD is just not something they're able or comfortable to do, and that's okay. But you could do something as simple as, you know, you could write a letter to your members of Congress, so that's your, uh, your representative and your two senators. And there's an easy way to do that online, um, either from a, a laptop, from your phone. Um, you go to hdsa.org slash take action, and we'll put in your zip code. It automatically brings up who your members of Congress are, and we'll send them a letter specifically about, you know, if they're a co-sponsor already, it'll send them a thank you letter. If they're not a co-sponsor, it'll send them a letter saying, you know, hey, and they did co-sponsor the ALS bill, it'll send them a letter saying, hey, we are so appreciative of what you did for ALS. Guess what? Now learn about HD. You need to do the same thing for us. Um, so that is so, so, so easy. Uh, the other piece, if you want to be someone who does take meetings with your members of Congress, the sort of interesting thing about the pandemic and where we are is that all meetings have turned virtual. So right now, folks aren't meeting with their members of Congress and haven't been meeting with their members of Congress in person for you know, a year plus. But it means that you could have a meeting with your senator's office and you could do it, theoretically, you could, you could do it in your kitchen, you could do it you know, in your living room, in your pajamas if you need to. Um, it takes down that barrier to, to becoming an effective advocate uh, right down to do you have a phone and that's all you need. Um, and when you advocate, you can also be that person who reaches out to people in your network. I think something that we've learned and that we know about HD is because it's rare, we need friends, we need allies to be with us, whether it's you know, in helping to bring awareness locally or whether it's pushing federal legislation like the HD Parity Act. So getting other people in your network involved, you know, asking your uh, group of five friends, will you send a letter? You know, will you take five minutes and do this, uh, send a letter online? Would you want to come, you know, asking other folks, uh, or who are in your support group, if you go to a support group, would you want to be in a meeting with me? Um, or it could be, you know, your sorority sister works for a member of Congress's office, reaching out to them to say, you know, hey, would you have this thing that I'm working on? I'm a really, I feel really strongly about, you know, about Huntington's disease and about raising awareness and helping families impacted by HD. Would you mind, can I talk to your boss? Would we be able to talk to your boss about this? There are so many people in our networks, I think, that have abilities who want to help. Sometimes it's important for us to find ways to be able to ask, ask for that help and help for the HD community. So there are so many different ways that you can get involved and you can be effective um, in advocacy. You don't have to go to D.C. to do it. And the big thing that you mentioned, the website that you can go to is htsa.org slash take action. Is that right? Or get him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and everything is on there as far as ways to get involved. Um, HDSA, like, has an amazing website and how to do it. 
And I know, Jennifer, that you're always available in case somebody, um, you've been amazing if somebody's nervous and wants to know kind of steps on how to do things to just get in contact with you and um, talk through it. Um, Because people tend to be nervous to reach out. Um, And as someone who's actually done it, I, you know, I can say it's one of the easiest things. You tell your story, you know, that's what you're doing. And the good thing about, as you mentioned, doing it virtual now is the fact that bring that person with Huntington's on board, let them see exactly what you're living in and what, you know, that person is living with. And, and um, I think that's actually a, an amazing um, opportunity for a person with Huntington's to go, hey, look, this is the reality of HD. Now you have to pay attention. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Because the thing I think that we, when we talk about in meetings, right, and you're right, the only thing you have to be an expert in is your experience of Huntington's disease. That's it. You know, you don't need to be someone who's, you know, super politically wonky or politically engaged, that doesn't matter. What matters is that, you know, you want to talk about HD. That is by far the most important thing. And you're right. We are, we can help you craft your story. We can help you, you know, figure out what you want to say. We're here. I'm always here as a sort of listening ear if if people need to practice. um, That sometimes is really important and really helpful. Um, People are, might be worried, what if I burst into tears? okay. This is a really hard thing to talk about. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be emotional. That's absolutely warranted when talking about Huntington's disease. Um, And it is, you're so right. I think when we educate our members of Congress about Huntington's disease, because we have to assume that most of them have no idea what this disease is. You know, that's at least half the battle is this exists and this is what this is. But even when you say, you know, oh, it's, it's like you take you know, early onset Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and ALS, you put them all together and, you know, strikes during your prime working years, and that's Huntington's disease. You just, you just, you still can't know what HD really is. That doesn't, even that is just not anywhere near enough to show a person or to get a person to understand what Huntington's disease does to a person and does to a family. So this is, you're right, this is an amazing opportunity if you are someone who is impacted by HD, if you have a family member who, wants to show their members of Congress, this is what HD is. This is a great opportunity. Absolutely. Um, Jennifer, do you have any final thoughts for us before I let you go today? Something to remember is that every single member of Congress works, uh, your members of Congress work for you. That is their job. You know, I think it's easy for us to forget that that is their whole purpose. You know, because the government can seem so big, it seems like something, how am I, lonely me, or a little old me, how am I going to influence the U.S. government? But they're there to work for you. And our job as a community is to remind them of them. It's to remind them that this is a disease that's impacting their constituents. And there are things that they can do to help us, real, tangible things. You know, and the other thing I think to remember is this is one piece of a huge puzzle, Right. The SSDI, the issue of SSDI, when we pass the HD Parity Act, will it be completely fixed? Not yet. There's always going to be more for us to do. And this is a one big piece of that puzzle. Right. So, and we got to do this together. I think something that, you know, I was on, I was talking with James Falvano the other day, and, and something that we talked about is that, you know, when it comes to advocacy, it's not about organization. It's not about who's leading this, who's doing what. This is a community effort. Um, Absolutely. And we need 
Yeah, it, it is absolutely a community effort. And, you know, the only way for us to make a difference is to speak up, you know, whether that's scheduling those meetings or sending the letter or telling our story or, like you said, getting friends involved who may be able to do something. You know, I have friends ask all the time, well, how can I help? Well, here's a way that you can help. You know, um, those are things that we as a community need to be able to do in order to make a difference. Because if the ALS community can do it, we can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there is nothing that is impossible. It's just how much are are we going to push for it? How much do we fight for it? Um, And the more we we push together, the more friends we bring in to push with us, the better we can do. So we also have um, meetings every other Wednesday evening um, where we have a group of folks together. If you really, if you really want to get involved, you want to be on these meetings, you want to meet your member of Congress, you want to be that person who's roping in your friends and getting other people in your state involved, in your community involved, um, go to hdsa.org slash caucus, um, and you can sign up for our advocacy caucus meetings there. We meet every other Wednesday evening. We talk about strategy. We talk about you know, wins, what fo- meetings that folks have had, how did they go, and sort of thinking about where do we go from here, what's our next step, how do you, you know, what happens if you have a meeting and you get a weird answer from a member of staff that you're talking to, or, you know, you get a meeting and you're going to meet a senator themselves on the phone and you feel, or on, on a Zoom call and you feel really nervous, what are you supposed to do? Um, we sort of talk through all kinds of stuff every other Wednesday. Awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you again, and because um, it's been a while, so I, I really enjoyed talking with you again. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for everyone that's listening, please make sure to tune in to our show next week. And we've got a really great lineup on uh, for June on our Facebook page. You can find that or our Twitter page, you can find um, the schedule as well as on helpforhd.org. Thanks, everybody, and take care. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.